1: Yeah, it's been really good. It's been normal. Um, I think everything he's done so far has been really good. I think the communication is the most important part um, and trust. I think it all starts with that when you're uh, with a new coach and um, he's done a great job in controlling the room. I feel like everyone's on the same page. Uh, just got to continue to do it. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, so we know that. And he's obviously ha- had great experience in the NFL and at Alabama where I was at, so there's a lot of good stuff that we've talked about and i um, just looking forward to working with him new england patriots qb1 as not just i am want and like to call him but as was demonstrated this week's in the 11 on 11s and seven on 7s, seven, seven on sevens as joe castiglione would say mac jones leading the charge of clean slate season 2023 down in foxborough's media was allowed At the OTAs this week, our very own Andy Hart alongside our new beat reporter who's been doing an excellent job. As a matter of fact, he had his debut on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast earlier this week. Did a fine job indeed. Mike Cadlick saw firsthand. Andy, everything that you've been talking about, the two things that we talk about often on Six Rings, this is the big double C-word season for the New England Patriots. They will be competent and they will be competitive. And I think you saw great energy, effort, and attitude, as Coach Hart is often wont to say. And you also just heard from Mac Jones, and you saw it with your own eyes, there is competence restored to Foxborough. But a year ago, we were hearing, my God, what is this playbook? This isn't how you do it. Hey, uh, Coach, when they uh, when the defense responds this way to our offense, what are we supposed to do? Ah, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out when we get to it later. Almost seemed like a Simpsons sketch. Now, you, you see... Bill O'Brien is running the show. His is the loudest voice on the field. Mac is responding well to his coaching. Things are moving the right way. I know, it, I know it feels weird to think like, wow, major progress has been made. But when it was as dysfunctional as it was last season to at least get back on track and see a professional approach for your New England Patriots again down in Foxborough, I think that's why we both said this week on the podcast, and, and you wrote as much, like, there's optimism in Foxborough once again
2: hundred percent. And you can't lose a, a You can't win a championship at this time of year. But it feels like a season can lose its way. And I think the Patriots season lost its way last May and last June. And that continued straight on through the year. And and when Mac Jones talks, we need to listen. Last year, when he said, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm teaching. We're teaching each other, Joe Judge and I. And this is this is <laughs> great. Like his words matter. use your big boy words and they matter and this week when he says it's normal i think that's in comparison to last year when it was abnormal before it was even dysfunctional it was such an abnormal setup and when he says you know billy o'brien has great experience here and in the league and he's talking about that his guys last year did not have great experience and when he's talking about trust He's talking about, yeah, I didn't trust those guys, and those guys never seemed to grow to trust me because I didn't trust them. Like, I think all these words, and then the biggest one is when he says, I hope to build the respect or gain the respect of everybody in this building again, meaning I had it, I lost it, and oh, by the way, when I say everybody in this building, I'm talking about Bill Belichick, among others, and everything that Max said was positive, even to the point I thought that he is not really buying into Bill O'Brien's clean slate. He's saying, no, no, last year sucked, and sometimes you learn from sucking. I sucked, the team sucked, the coaching sucked, but we can learn from it, and I think that may be one of the best things he said. Like, don't forget it. No, no, no. Learn from history. Find a way to be better, do better, as he likes to say. So I, I don't know how anybody... now. It should be positive this time of year. If it's not positive this time of year, you're in real trouble. It's going to be a long year. So you start from that, but where they were last year, to have nothing but positivity from Mac Jones and the offense and competency, one of our favorite Mm -hmm. C words, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you could have anything but hope. You're supposed to have hope in early June.
1: Yes, this is exactly when, you know, from, shall we say, the NFL draft to before training camp, this is the time of year where you're supposed to talk yourself into why not us. And hey, you know, this season has a chance to maybe go better than we expected. And I'm buying in on these guys like the right the right attitudes coming out of there. There's hope. There's optimism. This is when it is all supposed to spring eternal. But last year, I feel like, Andy, what we were doing and shame on me because I bought into it and I did it as well, mostly just because of my belief in Bill and, you know, my faith in all things Foxborough. We tried to convince ourselves. I know you didn't. Go ahead. You're exonerated. But most of us tried to convince ourselves, yeah, hey, these guys know football. Uh, you know, they'll figure it out. Mac, Mac's going to take a leap. And uh, they, they brought in Devontae Parker. And, the, you know, they drafted this fast kid, uh, Thornton. And, uh, oh, boy, it was just a uh, shame on us for talking ourselves in circles and loops, buying into something that we should have known from the surface was not going to work. There is every believe, every reason to believe now, seeing Bill Belichick in the mood he is. You've said it's sort of like he's divested a little control, or he's semi-retired now. He's trusting more of the team to Steve, to Mayo, Adrian Clem, whose bio is still oddly absent from Patriots.com, and of course Bill O'Brien, who really, I mean, it's almost it almost feels like Bill O'Brien is the assistant head coach, or like he's the the true number two, like almost a one A down in Foxborough now, but. They've gotten everything back on track. You should be excited about players developing, picking up where they left off in 2021 again. Uh, and you wrote, I saw earlier on your Sunday 7 at WEI.com, I believe you made mention as well earlier in the program, uh, there are a lot of Patriots that have significant upside potential in 2023. Uh, side note, there's literally nowhere to go from <laughs> to, nowhere to go but up after 2022, but Why do you believe these five guys that you put at the top of your list here on the Sunday 7 are the ones with the most upside in 2023?
2: Well, Tyquan Thornton was a a leaping off point because he was one of the more intriguing players on the field for OTAs this week. Everybody saw that video that uh, Patriots.com's Twitter handle put out or or Patriots Twitter handle with... Mac throwing a deep ball to uh Tyquan Thornton. And we can all choose to ignore that he was running by Miles Bryant. We don't need to get into the details.
1: Let's not be, you know, negative. Now it he, was just Okay, very good point, Andy, because right. some people pointed out on socials like, yeah, he's running against air. Like, no, he actually was running against defensive back. He cooked him by so much that he yeah. wasn't in frame. Sad note is though <laughs> it was You know, Miles Bryant.
2: Not now, now he knows how the Bills Brent. feel twice a year. Um, <laughs> I sucked, but, the team sucked, the coaching sucked. And that's a lot of sucking. Uh, anyway, so Tyquan <laughs> Thornton—he, when we've seen him in shorts and t-shirts last year, preseason training camp, everything he looked good. He looked good this week uh, in OTAs. The problem was he got hurt, and he never looked good in the dysfunction of the offense that was around him as a rookie. But the reality is, anywhere in the NFL, if you have a elite speed, second year, second round wide receiver there should be optimism, right? Like, just inherently. Mm-hmm. What I don't care what his name is. The guy has elite speed, he's a second-round talent, and he's in his second year. That is a recipe for year two jump, upside, and, oh, by the way, for an offense that needs to fill out its roles and its playmaking, and in fact is looking for maybe its top playmaker in the passing game, and that doesn't mean he's going to come in and have 96 catches in his second season, but can he make some plays with his speed? He worked harder to get a little thicker, put on a little weight on the uh, twiggy frame that he brings to the uh, the football field. But no, I, like, I'm just trying to stay optimistic, and we've seen reason to be optimistic for Tyquan Thornton. Um, and then the rest of the list are guys that... I think there's a lot of room for growth. Like some people might say, why is Mac not on the list? Well, I don't know what his ceiling is. If he just gets back to rookie Mac, that's not huge room for upside. Whereas I look at Christian Barmore, who, like Mac, had a disappointing second season, mm-hmm. but I still believe Christian Barmore has more talent in a comparative basis than Mac Jones. Like Christian Barmore has the the size, the speed, the athleticism, all the things you look for to be a dominant defensive lineman. He was not last year. He battled injury, was on IR for a while, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think Christian Barmore, if he reaches his physical ability, which is probably something they've been saying back since he played for Nick Saban at Alabama and that whole thing, if he reaches his physical ability, I think he has the chance to be a Pro Bowl player in his third season.
1: Yeah, he didn't have to deal with the reverse-engineered offense and play-calling nonsense of Judge And Patricia last year, he just had injuries in his second season, which was too bad because it derailed what could have been an awesome sophomore season following a breakout rookie season. Uh, The rest of those names, of course, Christian Gonzalez, Josh Uche, fascinating figure this year because, you know, is he going to have the kind of contract year where someone like himself can really get paid? Was it anomalous that he picked up? all those sacks in the second half of last year. I think he's had the breakthrough, but then again, I'm the one who has to be careful when he talks about breakthroughs because I thought Jason Tatum broke through. How'd that work out did, for you? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> and all he did. I deserve to be trolled for that one. That's fine. He didn't break through. He broke hearts. And the guy for whom Andy is the engineer on the hype train, his guy, James Robinson. I also might put Jack Jones on that list as well because I have a feeling Jack Jones is going to pick up where his very promising rookie season left off before the injury and the squabble with management over rehabilitation. If he can keep his head on his shoulders and show one of the themes of our show today and in general on the podcast, growth, emotional growth, maturation and proper development. I think Jack Jones could be a real contributor for the team this year. Of course, you can go read the Sunday seven at W.E.E.I. dot com. Plenty more Patriots talk coming up before we wrap up. And pass the baton to the Red Sox pregame show at 1235-617-779-7937 is the number. When we come back, Andy, we're going to play a fun little game. I know every now and again we throw these impromptu games out Mm. there. Uh, This week I'll be the host and you can be our special contestant on Why Can't. I'm going to throw some scenarios at you regarding the 2023 Patriots. You tell me why they can or more likely why those things can't happen For them, you're not going to want to miss it, folks.
0: You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original, WEI.
1: All right, the Six Rings guys are in the house for another 10 minutes or so until it's time for the Red Sox pregame show. It's Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI, Boston Sports Original. Talking some New England Patriots, big week down in Foxborough. Media was allowed back at the OTAs. We had some functional offense. We had a little 7-on-7s, some 11-on-11s. No pads, no full contact. That comes later. However, as Dante Scarnecchia reminded us when he called into the Gresham Fourier program to ream and rip a new one on Christian Fourier. Actually, he didn't so much. He just wanted to stop Christian from sounding like a knucklehead getting out over his skis, saying that OTAs didn't matter. OTAs do, in fact, matter, and Scar outlined exactly why if you want to read more and listen to that you can visit WeEI.com. but i did get a little bit of a mixed message this week though andy because scar calls in fourier says otas don't matter dante skarneckia calls in to say yes they do christian and here's why then ty law pops on the morning show and says he never went to otas So, you know, what is it? Do they matter? Don't they matter? Should you go? Shouldn't you go? And should we make anything of the fact that, like, the Judons and a couple other Juju Smith-Schuster weren't available this week?
2: It's not ideal that they're not there.
1: And we've been getting
2: these mixed messages for more than a decade now. They were the biggest deal in the world when Tom Brady was there. He talked about every rep being critical, and this is where you lay the foundation. And then when he stopped going, it wasn't that big a deal. You could catch up from it. Like, all of that. We get... The hypocrisy of the Patriots has been a longstanding issue that you're just uh, catching wind of as the uh, leaves change, so to speak, on the dynasty. But, mm-hmm. um, no, I think it's it. you want people there. There is a value to it, There, especially newcomers, young players. Do I care that Matthew Judon is not there? Nope, I do not care. I didn't think of him one bit. In fact, you could argue that a guy like Judon not being there maybe opens up some opportunities for other players to get reps and lay a foundation for a role later in the season juju Mm -hmm. i'd like to have out there juju as you're laying the foundation for your first time in new england your first year and bill o'brien is starting a new offense at a competitive wide receiver position yes i would like to have you out there but um the truth lies somewhere in the middle they are of value they're probably not all that valuable to a an elite hall of fame talent like ty law or matthew judon as a pro bowler um but skipping them for other guys, I think you can set yourself back and set into motion a disappointing season.
1: I couldn't agree with couldn't agree with you more, Andy. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happened now. The next media avail at OTAs is later this week, correct? Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay, so just in a couple days, we'll see, see who's back.
2: Bill Who Belichick might... press conference, yes.
1: Uh, Bel- Belichick this week, of course, had to explain away the Joe Judge mm-hmm. thing. They move past that pretty quickly. I think that will soon be water under the fifty thousand dollar find bridge i'm not going to worry about it i don't think much should be made of it as well uh and it'll be interesting to see what the approach is this week as well they don't actually get to strap them on and start making contact until camp opens Excuse me? and uh the pads strap on oh the pads.
2: pads and helmets yes okay. sorry wasn't sure where, <laughs> where you were going. wherever could you have been going with that I wasn't one i Not sure where you are going with that <laughs>
1: Well, we're feeling a little frisky here um That and camp opens, do we have a firm date yet? Is it like July 25th, 26th, 24th? No,
2: but if I had to guess, I will look at my calendar right now and I will give you, my guess would be around July 27th.
1: Perfect, there we go. Thursday in July. I'm going to need you to give me a bunch of guesses now as we play a fun little game. Uh, Let's cue the music and strike things up. Yeah! Andy Hart, you are today's contestant on Fitzy's impromptu Patriots game, Why Can't, where I feed a bunch of scenarios your way and you tell me why can or why can't these things happen for the 2023 New England Patriots. Fire Let's away. begin with our quarterback. Hey, hi, Andy. You're today's contestant. How are you, sir? I am tremendous. I'm looking forward to this new game. <laughs> It'll probably get played one time. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We'll start with this week. Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback and known Patriots critic, said Mac Jones is the 20th best quarterback in the NFL heading into the 2023 season. Andy, why can't Mac Jones finish as a top 12 quarterback? He can. And the reality is in the National Football League, when you are in the
2: middle of the mediocre pack of quarterbacks, the variation from year to year can be significant. I don't think it's a huge jump from... 20, say, to 12, just like I don't think it's a huge fall from 12 to 20, or vice versa from 20 to 28. If the offense, that offensive coordinator, Billy O'Brien, is competent and is effective, and the weapons get upside potential from guys like, Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyquan Thornton I think the Patriots could have a top 10 offense and you might be able to sneak Mac Jones into the top
1: 10 top 12 quarterbacks well there you go he was given a 74 this week on the Madden game 74 also the year I was born hence this old fashioned game show voice All right, moving on next on why can't this week Sports Illustrated published a list of 100 bold predictions heading into the 2023 NFL season bold prediction number 3 The Patriots win the AFC East and take back their crown. Andy Hart, why can't the Patriots win the AFC East? Because there are three teams that are better than them in the division. (laughs) Thanks for playing, Andy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This game's already a crowd favorite. No one likes you on this game. Sorry. Come on, come on, give them a chance, Andy. You said this is optimism season. It's time for hope to spring eternal, come on.
2: Guess who else has optimism? The Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. Guess who else has more talent? The Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. If you only had to leapfrog one, I'd say sure it could happen. You need to jump over three talented football teams with very good quarterbacks, both, you know, the Jets case, and elite defense, elite playmakers. I'm sorry. Sorry, as people in this town like to say. <laughs> sorry, you're the fourth best team in terms of talent.
1: Once again, our special guest on today's edition of Why Can't is human sad trombone, Andy Hart of WEI.com. Moving on, Andy, we learned this week that DeAndre Hopkins, a free agent released by the Arizona Cardinals for nothing, might actually be making a free agency visit to the New England Patriots who allegedly are interested. So, Andy, why can't the Patriots sign DeAndre Hopkins? Because it's in very
2: likely scenario that there are better opportunities to pursue a championship winning and fun elsewhere. There are better quarterbacks elsewhere. And in all likelihood, there will be at least similar or the same money or more elsewhere because the Patriots, quite frankly, rarely
1: outbid the market. I wonder, do they actually need him, though? Yes or no? Need? No. Want? Yes. All right. Fair enough. And finally, our last question today on why can't. We learned just days ago, Carson Wells, an XFL linebacker for the St. Louis Battlehawks, has been invited to Patriots camp because they have not one but two open roster spots following Devin McCourty's retirement. Andy, why can't an XFL guy make the Patriots? Of course he can. They're not all that talented a
2: football team, so a league where they're battling to be the 53rd player certainly could make the Patriots.
1: And we have now found a way, thanks to playing Why Can't, to squander all the Patriots' positivity they built up this week in just nine minutes' time. Oh, uh, Brian and Joe back in the studio. Great job. This has been Fitzy and Hart coming to you, of course, from the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studio. Good job, Andy. Give them a follow at Jumbo Hart. I'm at FitzyGFY. And, of course, we'll be back with At Six Rings Pod on Tuesday. If you miss anything, go to WEI.com or check us out on the Odyssey app you got Rays and Red Sox at 1.35 p.m. today for the first pitch. Don't miss it. We're live and local all the time. Greg Hill Show back with you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks, everyone, for making us a part of your sports Sunday. We'll always try to do better the next time you welcome us into your heads, hearts, and homes. For Jumbo, this is Fitzy. Take care, everybody.